Real Life got some energy tonight. We got the joy of the Lord tonight, amen? Praise God. We love you, Real Life. Summer's coming. Hold on, summer is coming. Come on, guys. It's about to be done. You're about to finish the race. Class of 2017, you're almost done. Purple. <laughs> we love you guys. We've got an exciting summer plan for you guys. And it's about to be unveiled. We're going to release it online, and then we'll have a physical copy next week. But we're going to release it online to you guys. You need to be as heavily involved as possible because we're gonna have one of the best summers ever. Are you ready? Praise God. Who's ready for God's word tonight? Come on, we cheered for nothing. Who's ready for God's word tonight? Hallelujah. Let's bow our hearts right now. Bow our heads. No talking, no distraction. This is a holy moment. God's word is holy. It's worthy of our attention. So, God, we lift up your name. We thank you for your word tonight. May it be transforming in our lives tonight. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. This is week four, the conclusion of Live Moss. Daring to live more in the fiesta we call life. Praise the Lord. We're going to have a taco bar after service tonight. We got some free food for everybody. So right, right after service, we're going to go to the gym and get some free food. So don't miss out on that. It's going to be awesome. I'm sorry, nachos. It's nachos. Taco, burrito, whatever. It doesn't matter. This is a beef and cheese conversation, nachos, right? Hey, hey, hey. All right. All right, tonight we're going to talk about something that I think is very important if you ever want to live more, you've got to get this right. If you ever want to live more, you've got to get this right. And tonight, God wants us to realize that one of the greatest influences of your life will be the friendships and the relationships that you establish. One of the greatest influences of your life will be your friendships and the relationships that you establish. Your decision-making process will be influenced by your friends. You will make decisions based on what so-and-so is doing or where they're going or what they're into, what music they're listening to. You will automatically, it's human nature. When you surround yourself with people, you will become like them. It's just how we work. Your convictions will be shaped by your friends. Your understanding of God will be shaped by your friends. Uh, how you think will change because of your friends, how you dress, how you talk will change because of who you surround your life with. All of that gets influenced by your friends. And I believe that if you want to live more in this life, you better choose your friends wisely. But tonight, we at Real Life, we, we value, one of our core values at Real Life Student Ministries is engaging in Christian community because we realize how much our friendships with one another impact our lives. That's why we, we value engaging in community. We shape one another. We make each other better or we hold one another back. That's the reality. 
We will either, either live more because of the circle of friends we roll with or we will live less. We'll, we'll lower our standards. We'll lower our convictions based on who we live around. I, w- I was, w- first and foremost, before we get into God's Word, I want to thank some amazing leaders that spent days decorating, planning, getting teams engaged, getting team captains, all the beautiful. We got a, a taco made out of a table. It is beautiful. And I'm just glad it's not right above me because I'm afraid that thing's going to fall at any second. But praise God, we got a table taco at real life. But we've got men and women who are volunteering and leading in our leadership team. And I just want to say thank you to all of them because they're willing to do what it takes to build lasting and meaningful relationships with you guys, our students, and the students of Columbus because we realize that friendships that God gives us are the friendships that enable us to live more. Without you guys, life isn't fun. I tweeted this afternoon and I said, without you, there can't be us, right? Without you, it's not as fun and energetic and exciting here at Real Life, and we make one another better. Tonight is all about friendship, and I hope that you realize tonight that placing yourself in the right environment to create the right bonds of friendship will empower you to live more. If you place yourself in the right environment, what are we talking about? We're talking about camp. We're doing crazy games to have fun and excitement, but the whole point is so that we act crazy and build memories with one another. Because when you build memories with one another, something happens. We're going June 19th through the 23rd. A pastor by the name of Timothy McCain is going to be epic. You don't want to miss it. Our CLC worship team is leading in worship. So we know that the worship's going to be good. I want you to get to camp. Our lives will not be the same after that week. I'm going to camp to get my life changed. And I'm excited about it. And I'm excited about the memories we're going to make together as all of us get changed by the power of God's love. See, something happens when you spend an extended amount of time with anybody. Y'all have experienced this before. Um, We've been to camp before. How many of y'all have ever been to youth camp over the summer? Yeah. I, I love the guy's dorm and I hate it all at the same time. Um, and this is why we, when we spend an extended amount of time with individuals, we learn new things about them that we would never learn before, right? Like I learned that very quickly, being the student ministry pastor here, that sleeping in a bunk next to Nick Hallett is next to impossible because he snores like a grizzly bear. So I know as we go to camp this year, I'm going to pick the opposite side of the room because I'm a light sleeper. It's funny. Because I, I have been to youth camp with real life, I know that I've got to hide my snack stash because Daniel Rodriguez will sneak into my bag like a raccoon and eat everything and not even feel bad about it. I know that to be true. And when you hang out with people at an extended amount of time, you learn things about them, right? See, something happens when you have a three-hour, fine arts people, a three-hour human video practice, and everybody got some smelly armpits and stinky feet. 
and and your hair is all out of place, ladies. And and you uh, you showed up in your pajamas anyway, so you know you don't look good. But something happens when you're experiencing that. Here's here's the craziest part: when you spend an extended amount of time with anybody, and you be, begin to bond and have that close, tight knit relationship. Man, you begin to even know what somebody's fart smells like. I spent eight days in El Salvador with this young man right here. And Jonah Mills got the poopy squirts in El Salvador, and I had to smell it all week long. It was disgusting. <laughs> but here's the deal. Listen, listen real close. I know that's funny, and it's silly, and it's dumb. But this is the point of why I share these silly things. My life is better because of these young men. My life is better because of Nick Hallett. My, my life is better because of you, Daniel Rodriguez. I know how to walk with swag because I watch you every day, bro. My life is better because Jonah Mills is learning to flow in the anointing of heaven, and I get to preach after him. And that makes my life better. Friendships have caused me to live more. That's what happens when we establish bonds with one another. We live more. The truth God wants us to see tonight is the people we surround our lives with will determine whether or not we live more. The people we surround ourselves will determine whether or not we live more. See, this is why we have a summer full of events, because we want our friendships to grow, because our bonds with one another will grow and we'll live more and grow closer to Jesus because of it. That's what happens. On Tuesday nights, we're going to have some exciting things happening every Tuesday night of the summer. We're going to hang out and do some fun stuff. Most of it is going to be completely free, so you need to make sure you're free to hang out with your real-life family. Wednesday night tournaments are going to be epic. Instead of just getting a picture with a boomerang for the champions, we're actually going to have champion t-shirts for our tournament champions. Every single week after real life, we're going to have fun competition where we're going to build relationships and bonds with one another because establishing a Christian community is important at real life. Amen? Events like... 706 Flags, Stone Mountain, the National Fine Arts Convention in California. We're going to have so much fun together this summer. But listen, we want you to get more out of life in Jesus, so we want you to build more me meaningful relationships and friendships that will help you and not harm your relationship with God. Because what we realize is with a lot of time, you can have a lot of trouble as well. And so you need to get yourself out of trouble by occupying your time with us at Real Life. Amen. God's Word says a lot about friendships and relationships and, and our interpersonal interactions. See, tonight I could preach on Proverbs 13, 20, which says, He who walks with the wise grows wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. I could go on and on and talk about how the difference between an acquaintance and a companion and not confusing the two because who you spend the majority of your time with becomes your companion. And if you're partnering yourself with fools, then you're going to suffer harm. That's what the scripture says. I could talk about how Jesus, he was a friend to sinners, but he also spent the majority of his time living his life beside men who would hold him accountable, men who were 
full of integrity and character. He spent the majority of his time with his disciples, and when he went into the darkness, he took them with him so he wasn't outnumbered. Because a lot of times we think to ourselves, man, I am just trying to be a light in dark places, right? I'm trying to be a friend. I'm the only Christian friend that they know, and I'm strong enough. I could preach about that. But, but I could also preach about 1 Corinthians 15, that says, Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. I could keep going and preach about that, but that's not what I'm preaching about tonight. So you may think you're strong enough to be the only light in dark places, and you will be a positive influence to people who are not headed in the right direction, but no one is invincible real life. Absolutely no one. Bad company eventually corrupts good character, so you've got to be careful who you befriend. I could expound on that and teach you how if you show me your friends, I'll show you your future. I could talk about how you, if you hang out with a loser, you're going to become a loser. If you hang out with someone who's positive, you're going to be positive. But that's not what I'm going to talk about tonight. God cares about who you surround your lives with, but this is the deal. He also cares about how we treat one another. And that's what I want to talk to you guys about tonight. Is how are you treating the people you call your friends? Because how you treat your friends will determine how much more life you're going to live. Tonight, I believe God wants us to understand that if we want more life, we need to learn how to love others correctly. If we want more out of life, we've got to love one another correctly, real life. God's word in John 15 says this. It says, Jesus is speaking. He says, my command is this, to love each other as I have loved you. And it's a command. Do you notice that? It's not a suggestion. It's a command. Love one another as I've loved you. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant doesn't know his master's business. Instead, I've called you friends. For everything that I learned from my Father, I've made known to you. Tonight, real life, Jesus is telling us, love as I have loved you. Man, real life student ministry should be the most loving environment on the face of this planet. We should be the most caring, the most genuine, the most concerned, the most compassionate towards one another because Jesus commands, man, lay your life down for one another. Tonight I've come. We live in a generation where not only are we too afraid to address our disagreements with maturity and with respect. See, a lot of times what we do, we get in these teenage fights, right? Anybody mad at somebody tonight? Somebody get on your last nerve tonight? See, what happens, unfortunately, in our generation is we think that a social media post is a solution. But the problem is, posting on social media is not only, even if you do it under your real name, it's still being a coward because Jesus says if you have a problem with your brother or your sister, Matthew 18 is very clear. If you've got a problem with somebody, you take it to them face to face. A 
Come on, y'all. I know you're, you're clapping and saying amen. But the reality is this. Our generation and some of us in this room create Finsta accounts, fake. It's fake Instagram accounts. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You keep it private thinking nobody knows. We use private methods that cause tremendous damage, not just to the people we're blasting on the World Wide Web. Listen close, but this is damaging our own souls. What we do on our social media is damaging our own souls. And we think it's cool. We think it's funny. We think, man, if I can get this to go viral, man, that will be awesome. My name will be everywhere. But it's destroying you. Because you're breaking one of the most important commands that Jesus gives, and that is to love one another. Man, what would happen if this generation decided to stop hating on one another and start loving one another with all their hearts? Start doing what Jesus said and lay your life down for each other. That's when revival will happen in Columbus, Georgia, when you put aside your petty arguments and start looking at each other through the lens of love that you may have hurt me, but I, I'm going to do what Jesus did. He spread his arms wide and said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. He laid his life down. No greater love has anyone seen than a friend would lay down their life for another. That's what he calls us to. Just because it goes viral doesn't make it right, real life. Gossip accounts to expose the secrets of others are evil. In case you didn't hear that, gossip accounts to expose the secrets of others is evil. It should have no place in our lives as believers in Jesus Christ. If we allow it into our community, gossip can destroy what God is trying to do here at real life. A simple definition, my definition of gossip is talking about a problem with someone who can't fix the problem. If you're talking with somebody who can't fix the problem or has no business knowing about the problem, then you're a gossip and you need to stop. Love one another. That's what, you want more life, you love people. You don't hate them. If you're involved in this, God wants you to live more and he means that you t he wants you to stop. Just put it into it. Gossip and hateful slander with secret social media has got to end at Real Life Student Ministries. We have got to change the culture of your generation in Columbus, Georgia, and it starts by us loving one another with a powerful force that can only be found through Jesus Christ. If you're involved in any of that mess, can I please implore you, I'm begging you, I want you to live more, so delete them unfollow them get them out of your life oh but I just I just watch to see what's happening because it's interesting no it will destroy your soul it will draw you in and suck you in and eventually you spend enough time around it he who walks with the wise will grow wise but the companion of fools will suffer harm you got to get it out of your life retweeting trash and profanities that slander others has got to stop from your personal account as well man if it's got pornography or sexual innuendos or four-letter words, you better stop retweeting it because you're better than that real life. The world around you is watching to see, man, do they love Jesus? And if we look exactly like the world around us, they may determine we don't. 
tonight I hope you realize the key to living more is loving more. And loving more is living more for others and less for yourself. That needs to get up on that screen quick, guys. Because that's an important part of this message. The key to living more is loving more. And loving more is living more for others and less for yourself. Jesus said we can't express love in any greater way than to lay our lives down for our friends. And he also said this in John 13, 35. He said, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. How will they know? It's our love for one another. Maybe our friends don't know we love Jesus because we don't love our friends the way we should. Maybe that's the problem is our friends don't get it that, that we're in love with Jesus because we're not loving them the way we should. We've got plenty of fake people showing fake love straight up to our face, right? We've got all these examples of dysfunctional relationships. So what does it look like to be a friend who loves What's it look like to be a friend who lays down their life for others? I believe it looks like this in Luke chapter 10. Jesus said a man, he's telling a parable, and he says, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he was attacked by robbers, and they stripped him of his clothes. They beat him and went away, leaving him half dead. And I'm just going to interject my opinion to this scripture. This isn't... God's word, but this is possibly what could be the case. I'm guessing that maybe the men who robbed this man were some of his friends. Maybe, just maybe, they got into his inner circle and knew exactly what time he would be somewhere, and they jumped him to steal all his things and possessions and leave him for dead. And the reason I interject this is because sometimes the people closest to us can hurt us the most. A lot of times the people closest to us can hurt us the most. And I'm calling Real Life Student Ministries, don't allow your friends to rob you of living more and experiencing personal revival in Jesus Christ. Some of us have some close interpersonal friends that they are just waiting for the moment to rob you of your future. They're just waiting for the opportune moment to take you out and take everything you have and leave you for dead just like in this story. And in Luke chapter 10, continuing in verse 31, it says, A priest happened to be going down the same road. And when he saw the man, he, oh, no, he passed by on the other side. A priest. I just got ordained last night. I'm Reverend Jonathan Criswell. <laughs> but this, this was not a man of God. This was a coward. He had a title, but he wasn't willing to do what it took to be the man of God God was calling him to be. So he went on the other side. So too a Levite, someone who led in worship, when he came to the place and saw this man that was beaten and destroyed, everything robbed from him, humiliated, left for dead, the scripture says he passed by on the other side. I, I believe our interpretation of what may be happening in this story. See, I've seen these things on social. I'm talking a lot about social media tonight. I'm frustrated with what I see on social media because we, this is the modern day version. Guys, we, we, we get on these videos of fights, these fight videos where 
Young men are just wailing on one another. Young women are pulling hair out of each other's head and just throwing each other to the ground. It's brutal violence. And, and here's the deal. We're a generation that's making entertainment out of other people's pain. And that's what was happening in this story. The priest is walking by and he's like, oh my goodness, what happened there? Did you, and he may be telling, if they had cell phones, he may be, look at that, tweet. Look at this man. But it says he walked by on the other side. Tonight, real life, I refuse to be a priest that leaves you in your mess. I refuse. That's why I'm being strong. That's why I'm saying you got to stop it. It stops with our generation. We're not going to be a generation that leads our nation to a destructive future. We're going to be a generation that loves one another humbly, that serves one another, that bends our knee to wash each other's feet, to say we want to be like Jesus, so we're going to give our lives for one another. If your friends are not making you better and helping you in times of need, they're letting you slowly die. If this is the case, then you desperately need to find real friends who will love you like Jesus. I'm going to invite the rest of the band to come as I close. The rest of the story goes like this. It says, but a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on this man. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, working, pouring his own oil and his own wine, giving of his resources, and then he put the man on his own donkey and brought him to an inn and took care of him, took his own time out of his busy life, and the next day he took out two coins and gave them to the innkeeper and said, look after him, his own money, look after him and said, when I return, I'll reimburse you for any extra expense. I'm going to pay the price. And then Jesus asks, which of these two do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell in the hands of robbers? The expert of the law replied, the one who had mercy. And this is what Jesus says. Jesus says, go and do likewise. Go and do the same. If you see somebody who's in need, the absolute last thing you should do is look, laugh, and pass. If you really love Jesus, Jesus said, if you love me, you'll obey my commands. And my, my command is to love one another. My command is to give of your life. There's no other, no greater way than to express your love for one another than to give your life for each other. See, the greatest way you can express Jesus is the Lord of your life is by loving the people that he's put in your life. Amen. I want to invite everybody to stand to your feet quickly. Quietly, no one talking. Go ahead when you're standing, close your eyes, bow your hearts, bow your heads. God wants to do something in this moment. God is our friend. He's faithful. He loves us. And there's people in this room right now that you're, you're in need of a friend tonight. Some of us walked into this room with major problems. Some of us walked into this room and you don't know what's going to happen next. You're, you're worried. You're stressed out. You're beyond anxious. You're, you're fearful for your life. 
Some of us in this room have done some destructive things. We've surrounded ourselves with, with a circle of friends that have been leading us to the path of destruction as opposed to leading us to the narrow path that leads to eternal life. And tonight you're in this room and, and you need a friend. I'm telling you, God is your faithful friend. He is your ever-present help in time of need, and he's here tonight if that's what you need. And Jesus Christ, the Son of God, gave the greatest expression of love to you by laying down his life on Calvary's cross. He knew that you would turn your back on him. He knew that you would be full of sin. He knew all the things that you have already done, and he knows what you're going to do in the future. And yet he still, while you were yet a sinner, he died for you.